1: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, learning to buy and Sell, Hope you're having a blessed Saturday morning. I'm, last week, uh, Barry took care of me. He put in a previous show because I was in a class with Dominic Herps. You ever get a chance to listen to Dominic Herps? It's restoring relationships. And I've been through that class about 14 years ago, and he stepped up a level. Maybe I've grown a little bit. Maybe it. it I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because what makes us tick? What makes you buy what you buy? Do you soothe yourself by buying something and then six months later wished you hadn't? Do you let somebody else convince you you need this unit? Well, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today, and I also put out on a on a text, Titus three, and. Verses 3 to 8. If you want to grab your Bible, you might look at that. And we're going to dissect a little bit of that pertaining to my life. But thinking about car business in between all of that, because it fits, believe it or not. Let's take it to the Lord, dear Heavenly Father. Let these people's eyes open, their minds open. Let them understand what makes purchases, what triggers them in their life, what causes them to do what they want. Are they making the right decisions or let, letting you guide them? Are they letting some young salesperson direct them in the wrong direction? Help me be a mentor to them to open their eyes and see exactly what's going on in this business. And ask this Oh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know restoring relationships falls back a lot of times on our childhood, and I was ashamed of what my mother drove and i i you know i 'd want her to let me out down the street because we drove the worst cars in the world. Why? because my dad sold cars and he was one of the top salesmen around he won awards. But his time was spent away from home. He didn't come home. he didn't provide for the family, and so we we drove junk. Well, I'd made up my mind at my early age that I was going to build my best car, I was going to drive the best, and being in the business, that wasn't a bad deal because I learned to be productive and I learned to, but here's the problem: I wasn't losing money, I was making money. you're losing value, you're losing money. And this business has got to the point where money is the god of this business. Oh, I forgot, Barry. I got to give the phone number out. Hey, thank you. 210 340 9585. Is that correct? My sign is not here. 9585. That's right. 210 340. Ninety-five, eighty-five, and I'm going to give my number out, my mobile number, in a little bit. But if there's no dumb questions, give us a call. I'll be glad to talk to you about anything about the car business or restoring relationships. It's part of my ministry. This show is part of my ministry, and uh, I really feel like I'm soon to go to that next level. I teach at schools before. I've teach at churches. If you've got a church and you'd like me to come in. Uh, and help your congregation make better decisions, be glad to do that. So give us a call here at 210-340-9585. So what triggers, triggering me was my past of lack and trying to prove myself. And trying to prove myself is, I had two buddies growing up, and their parents were focused on the family and they had late-model cars and good cars. In fact, I, have, I sold them a bunch of them because I was in the business in high school. And But I, I didn't have – I had to work and earn my way. And as I worked and earned my way, I had to prove myself. Are you trying to prove yourself today? The car business is on the verge of exploding, and I'm talking about in a bad way for you overhead is just continue to go up I talked to a claims adjuster the other day I, like I said I had a guy that used to work for me trains claims adjusters and so we were talking about hailstorms well a lot of people are paying for those hailstorms that didn't have hail your insurance goes up every and then I was talking to another little lady that works for an insurance agency and she says everybody's coming in and they want the basic plan and then they're not covered for everything. There's so many different avenues and traps when you purchase a car, you just can't even explain. So now overhead is going up on insurance on car dealers because, you know, just like the bad hailstorm 2 years ago, there's new car dealers that got 10 to 15,000 in insurance money, and they sold these cars to people and knocked two thousand off or four thousand off, so they made ten thousand on the hell damaged cars, plus the profit because oh you' thinking the customer thought, and i 've talked to a bunch of these. I looked at a Mitsubishi the other day that I know came off that of had the license plate off of this one dealership, and I know they got twelve to fifteen thousand per car. This guy owed. 20,000 too much on his Mitsubishi. That's Mitsubishi won't you if you got bad credit. This guy's credit's a little soft or bad or whatever. And so this business is getting bigger, badder, more educated, more psychology because it needs more money. People don't realize what it takes these new car dealerships to open the door every month. A million and a half and going to two million. Who are they going to make that money off of? Had a gentleman call me, pulled into his normal new car dealer, driving a car with under 100,000 miles. They put fear in his heart. They're trained to do that. Oh man, your car needs this and that and that and that, and you're going about to spend a lot of money, and it's liable to leave you stranded. And what are you going to do? That? I mean, they're trained to put fear in your heart to sell you another vehicle. So, also think about this: they're beating you up on your unit. It needs five thousand spent, or you might be spending ten thousand. Are you going to be? You're going to have to do this. Hey, his car's fine. It's only got 90,000 miles on it. It's got a lot of laugh, laugh, layman in it. It can go for another 200,000 miles of, the way this guy drives it and takes care of it and maintains it. But they put fear. In your winding, you know, and hey, I, I walk those shoes. I live these shoes. So you need to be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle over your money. Hey, and we love playing this game, but we play with your money. Don't you just love it? Oh, man. Don't you just love the game? Hey, I had, everybody I talked to, and I helped so many people get new cars. I helped so many people get used cars. That gentleman drive f- from Laredo to sell me his truck. And then he rented a car to go back to uh, Laredo. But he knows that I want, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. He, he had a nice truck. But I'll buy anything. Help some people sell a PT Cruiser that belonged to their brother-in-law that didn't run. Uh, we got means and... We got financing on people with bad credit. If you've got bad credit or know somebody with bad credit, I've got financing for them that's that's in line with bad with bad credit rating. So I mean there's so much in this business that you won't believe it. So give us a call here, two ten 340 9585 So I'm used to be good with phone numbers. But just in case you want to know the way I used to be and the way the business is, before I met Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Titus 3.3 3 says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to all kinds of passion and pleasures. That was me. I was My addiction was selfishness. My addiction was proving to the world that I could do it. My addiction was always above God. My addiction was I could do it and I could handle it. But think about that. Being disobedient, deceived, and enslaved to all kinds of passion and pleasure, I've walked those shoes. I don't want it no more. I have changed. We live in malice and envy. Oh, man, did I envy anybody that had something better than me. I was going to work harder and do it better than them and beyond them. Now, I mean, I ran as fast and as hard as I could in being hated and hating one another. I hated somebody that offended me. And I could get offended over a drop of a hat. But see, that was my sin. My sin was unforgiveness, being offended, hating. And that filled my mind. I'm the one suffering. I was the one that would. But I, I was trying to prove to everybody else. And Satan had a hold of me. I was so smooth, so strong, I could buy and sell with anybody. I had the I had the tongue, I had the speech, I had the actions, I had the availability. I had it all. But I wasn't happy. And I wasn't doing it right. You know, if we do it wrong and we know the difference, or if we put a little gray area in it or we sway somebody in the wrong way, are we telling the truth and we know the difference? Does your conscience buy it? Remember I talked about a couple of months ago, does car dealers have a conscience switch? They turn their conscience on and off? Do they walk what they say or believe? Are they trained to be your friend? I I could make you convinced that I was the best guy in the world and I wasn't. I could make you convinced that I you know I was really concerned about you and I wasn't. And growing up I was taught never to cry, never to, to show emotions. And you couldn't make me cry. I mean, I went through all kinds of stuff, all kinds of fights, all kinds of battles. You couldn't make me cry. But since I've accepted Jesus Christ, I care about people. I care about relationships. I care about it. And it brings tears to my eyes. I'll cry. I'm so soft-hearted now, I can't believe the difference in me. You talk about a miracle. I'm a walk-in miracle the changes that Jesus Christ has done in this guy. If you don't believe in miracles, you're missing it because it, I have changed 100%. I cry over people in need. I pray for people when I see them in need. I've been praying for these customers that walk in like that guy in the Mitsubishi and hell damage and owing 20000 too much. And he's miserable with the car. And, you know, they soothed him. They convinced him. They made him feel great. And, boy, they're taking care of him. And they put him in a car but now with all the hell damage and as many hell damage cars around you know it's going to be hard to get rid of them. and that actually he was worse off than 20,000 but uh, you know car dealers think different Salespeople think different. And I feel sorry for them. Steve Sorensen has taught me a lot. My mentor, one of my mentors, has taught me so much about it. But if you're going to hate someone, you're the one suffering. If you're going to carry that unforgiveness in your heart, you're the one that's going to suffer. I helped a guy off of drinking a quart of whiskey a day. I I talk a lot of times about 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. And this guy had some issues with his father and with his uh, ex-son-in-law. And I said, I know where Tony is. Let's go get Tony and tell him how miserable you are and see if he's miserable. Well, I know he's not miserable. Well, I said, won't you forgive him so you're not miserable? Forgive him. Forgive your dad. He forgave him totally with his heart and the addiction left. He's not drinking. He's been clean for 12, 13 years. But that hatred, that unforgiveness in our hearts, kills relationships, kills your mind, stuffs your mind, clogs your mind, no peace of mind. So that hatred also clogs your mind up, your thinking up, where you can't make the right purchases. You can't understand what you need, what your budget can afford. What's the needs of your family? What about the future? Oh, I don't mind signing a 72- or 84-month contract. You don't think about the future? Are your health going to be good? Is your family going to be good? You know, are you still going to have a job? And then you get to hating that car, and then more misery comes to your life because you made that bad purchase. And you let some salesman, 85%, remember 85% of the people that walk into a dealership buy something they don't intend to. It's because the salesman is going to sell them something they get a big bonus on or not needs to go away. But when the kindness and love of God, our Lord Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, and I, well, I'm not sure I did any righteous things, but because of his mercy. When you realize that his mercy is what counts in this life, that, no, but here's the key. Do you want mercy? You know, we cry and we beg for mercy, but do we give mercy? Do the car salesman give you mercy? Do you give others mercy? See, you got to think about that. How much do you want? Do you sow and reap? Do you understand what mercy is? Or is it just to work to your advantage? Well, I didn't have any mercy. Your problems are your problems. And you got bad credit? That's your problem. Now, I understand sometimes people have bad credit because of what's happening in their life. Or way they were raised, or what their family did to them, or what they've gone through as childhood. Restoring relationships is a lot about what happened in your childhood and how it affects your life today. But let me tell you something, and, and Dominic and I had several 30-minute sessions of sitting down and talking. I was blessed to be there and and talk to him. And I explained to him the more forgiveness... I've given in my life the more love for people God has given me. I guess it cleans my old mind up, and I see the real truth. I see the real hurt. I see the real what's going on in life. He's opened my eyes. I used to look through a funnel or a straw at life. Now I see 180 degrees. But mercy, did you give mercy? You know, and we'll talk about the second half of this show, about Mercy because a salesman don't have that opportunity to show mercy because of owners and managers. He saved us through the washing and of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It will come in your life. It will change your life. It will change your thinking. He'll let you see things that you couldn't see before. He'll give you answers. He'll He'll help you through things. And you'll have more wisdom. I, you know, I had knowledge when I was a heathen. I had knowledge of buying and selling. I had ability and talents. But that was part of God letting me learn and train for this, what's going on in my life, writing books, uh, teaching, preaching. It's amazing. Cornerstone, a lot of the ushers call me a preacher, and, and I really don't feel like it, but they tell me I'm preaching, and maybe today I am. I don't know. But, you know, what what triggers you? What has triggered you in the past that you're still carrying on, that unforgiveness of offenses that you've carried and and see, this is my ministry. I went through this, but I've learned this is my ministry. This is why I want to give back. This is what I want to teach on. This is what I want to understand. And that's why the Holy Spirit will change your life so that having justified by His grace, we might become heirs of having the hope of eternal life. We want to look for eternal life. We want to look for the future. We want to work for the future. And then we sign a contract for eight months that we don't look at real thorough. That we plan in a lot of money. We put our family in a bind. We put our finances in a bind, and we end up with a vehicle that we're going to hate in two, three, four, five years, most of the time. And a lot of people will lie about it. I still love my car. I've almost got it paid for. As soon as you paid for what you do, you go do it again. That same, is that a curse? Maybe it's a generational curse. Did your father do that? Did you have payments all your life? And you feel like that's what you're supposed to do because your dad did it? Your parents did it? You know, millennials are seeing the mistakes that their parents made, and they don't want the same, do the same mistakes. Maybe they're learning something. Are you learning something? Millenniums need to learn what they can own at the right time for the right money. Eternal life, I've talked to you about that. I know eighteen people who knew death experience. Two went to hell, sixteen went to heaven. And what we're talking about right now is gonna live forever. My spirit is twenty. My body sixty nine. But my spirit's twenty. And that's what's gonna live forever. I've got a buddy just passed and he just before he died and this this hurt me. We've been friends since the fourth grade. And he called me 30 minutes before he passed, and told me, he said, you don't have time to get to the hospital, but I'll see you in heaven. Thank you for everything. I love you like a brother. And he passed away 30 minutes later. That's never happened to me. That's That was a huge effect on me and had me thinking. This is a trustworthy saying, and that's what the internal life that we're talking about And I want to stress you these things so that you can trust in God and may be careful to devote themselves in doing what is good. Are you doing what's good? Are you doing what's good for your family, other people around? Are you putting your finances in a bind where you can't help anybody? You can't give? You can't love? Are you keeping your mind so messed up with unforgiveness that you can't think straight and do the things? These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. That's you. That's everybody. And that's that's our family members. They we gotta have our minds straight. You're going into a just like football, basketball, what do they do before the game? They get mentally ready, mentally ready. But we don't get mentally ready to walk into a dealership. You're going into a professional team of twenty guys against you. You need help, you need education, you need a mentor, you need knowledge. Because if not, you're going to get, you know, and everybody, they're trained to make you convinced that you made the best deal in the world, they're really taking care of you, you know. These $50, $100 million dealerships, they're really going to give you away. They're going to give a car to you. You're going. To, and then what about, look at it three, four years down the road. You know my mother taught me, and Dave Ramsey, I think, probably teaches the same thing uh if you don't have half the money down and it doesn't fit your budget, don't buy it. i used to, my mother told me she said if you don't have half the money, you don't you don't need it Randy, I will work that away, and she worked with me to get my home paid for it, and I believe in that, and so what are you making that decision on? Are you letting selfishness, pride, greed, keeping up with the Joneses let the purchases for you? This this message hit me this morning. I was in the Bible this morning before I came to the station. And this message hit me because I saw the changes in my life. And I want to be doing good and saying the right things and being profitable for you. I want you to know I've had so many people call me and say, "Thank you for your message. Thank you for your website learntobuyandsellcars.com. Thank you that you made me an offer and bought my car or told me what it was worth and because they saved a lot of money." I had a man walk into a dealership the other day that was trying to charge him $2580 for nothing, zero. Pure zero. It was all profit to the dealer. Another person checked the contract real well. Found a forty-five dollar uh, cost that was going to be on seventy-two months. They walked because they they realized that they were about to get taken for a bunch of money thirty-five hundred or so. So you got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually. We're going to take a short break here in a minute. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Michael. You let me on this show. I love KSLR six thirty a.m. And all you listeners, I hope that you're learning something today about me, about the business, what's going on. And I want to help you on your next purchase. And if you don't buy from me, fine. If you don't sell to me, fine. 95% of my business right now is helping others. And I want to help you. I want to hear from you. Go to learn to buy and Go to feedback. Tell me if you like it, if you've learned anything off of this show. God bless you. We'll be right back, and I'll give my mobile number out. Get your pen and paper.
2: Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Parkway at North Park Toyota San Antonio, I 35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at northparktoyota.com.
0: We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630, KSLR. The word. Now, back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM630, KSLR.
1: Thank you for tuning in. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. I do buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I said, I help people sell their PT Cruiser. I bought a 96 Ford uh, diesel dually that uh, I surely love. Um it's conditions, its value what's life left's. To the vehicle. I mean, there's all kinds of things that work into this. But give us a call here today, 210 340 9585. No dumb questions. Love to talk to you. And also, this show is going to be uh, played again on 1160. Freedom, is that the name of the state? Yeah, Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. today. Just in case you got somebody that didn't catch it today, tell them, hey, listen to 1160 uh, AM radio at 1 p.m. today we're going to take this show and put it on there and maybe maybe you've got uh, a loved one maybe you've got children maybe you've got brothers or sisters that needs to know there is miracles in this life for changing people Uh, i've taught inner healing and this is part of inner healing inner healing is really about uh, getting yourself right uh, really getting all the trash out of your life, the past out of your life, and the growth that you'll have. But also when you do that, your mind gets straight. You see things clear. You understand things better. You have wisdom that comes in from the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do. That's what I want to show you, the direction that you need to go. This show's a lot different from my show on Sunday afternoon. I get a lot of calls. On my Sunday afternoon show, it's on three to four. You go to learn to buy and sell dot com. It'll tell you you know when it's on. And then I work with of course KSLR and Freedom eleven sixty, and but there's so much information. I've got a spiral notebook here that's full of new stuff and what's going to happen in the future. And I've told you about writing a book, and I'm about a third way through with it. I need to get back on it hot and heavy, uh, taking the scriptures and talking explaining them about what pertains to the car business and what's going to happen in the future. You know, I mean, 20 years from now, we're probably going to, the government's going to own all the cars or the manufacturer's going to own all the cars, and you're going to have an app and a carless drive, autonomous cars going to come up and take us wherever we want to go. They want to control us. And I really believe that's what's going to happen. The Lord's revealed it to me. And there will be a day when that happens. I think it's 20 years down the road. Some people say it's 40 or 50, but I don't think it's going to be that far. But, you know, what What have you done lately uh, on a purchase? Uh, do you, I see so many people buy things and never use them. Well, exercise equipment, you can probably say that. But, I mean, there's so much that we want to do. But are you teaching your children, your friends around you, that you make better choices, that you're mentally, physically, and spiritually ready to go into a battle? And that's what you've got. You're, I explain it like a football team. And right now, the perfection of college football is being studied by the car business because they want to know why. Ex- well, they're, they're studying Alabama. And and Saban knows how to produce winners and how to close deals and how to be a winner. Well, car manufacturers, car dealerships. Car people who sell to dealerships. And I mean, I get emails every day how to be the, you know, make more money, make you know, trap your customer to come in, make sure they don't leave, how to push their button, how to talk to them, how to make friends. And if you don't have a friendly salesman, get rid of them. And also, of course, there's a lot of dealerships in this town. Convince people who are looking for a job to come on in here. We're going to train you. But they train people to sell their friends, their relatives, everybody around them they know, previous em- em- employees or people coworkers. And after you sell them, then they ship you down the road. But most of the time, they got you on small small commission. They don't want to pay you. They don't expect you to stay. Now, if you just happen to be pop-up and you're a great salesperson and you got a great personality, you make friends easy, well, they'll keep you. But these dealerships have PAC. And so many dealers said, you know, you're right to explain PAC. Well, PAC's that money that the government, not the government, I'm sorry, the owners and the managers keep that money and the salesmen don't participate in that profit. There's so many ways. These dealerships have to make a lot of money to be worthwhile, all the headaches and all the things that's going on. And they got to make that money off of you. Had gentlemen pull up. A couple of weeks ago in a truck. Divorce happened. Never knew it was coming. Didn't understand it. W- wife woke up one day, done. Well the problem is credit goes south, vehicle he's driving, he owes eight, nine thousand and on a truck that's hard, you know, trucks keep their value. He's eight, nine thousand upside down. What do you do? He can't buy anything, can't take the loss, can't make the payments. He's in a bind. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't want to worry about the future, but we need to plan ahead. We need to have. We need prayer in our lives. We need prayer in what we're buying. We need to be solid in your foundation where you stand, how you feel. If you buy a car over envy, if you buy a car over selfishness. You're going to pay in the long run. How long is those payments? You know, personally, I think 48 months is a limit as a person ought to pay. But that's just my personal opinion. And, you know, right now, there's so many guys out there. You know, if you've got bad credit, there's ways of getting you financed. There's companies out there. But just like I tell everybody, and I used to have a buy here, pay here uh, dealership that sponsored my show, and I only let him on because he treated the customer right and he didn't overprice his cars because I've sold him thousands and thousands of cars. And I watched him price them. He priced them right. Some of these buy-here, pay-here places add $10,000. Well, you're paying 26.78% on $10,000 of their profit. So they buy a car five to six grand and, and sell it you for sixteen nine, you're paying tremendous amount of profit on it. So you gotta look at the interest rate, you gotta look at the car. They're gonna put you in what they want to sell because you're so excited that somebody wants to finance me. I got news for you, there's five hundred dealerships out there that'll finance you. The problem is they want to make a lot of money on you. And can you afford that? That's the key. Is it in your budget? Is it going to fit your lifestyle? Is it going to fit your family? Is it going to fit your needs? Too many times people are not aware, and we're not trained. Where do you go to school for this? There is no school. Where do you go to class? Now, you can go to YouTube and study the sales techniques on selling you, how to sell a car, how to close a deal. There's 150 of them on YouTube explaining training salesmen to sell you for all the money in the world. And it says here on Titus, I love this, I found this this morning also, Titus 3.14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good. Is that making a better purchase? What is good, good for you, good for your budget, good for your family? Titus is talking about it right here. And this was two 3,000 years ago, and it's still true today. The word has not changed, but it still works today. This is our this is our guideline. This is our manual for life. And if you're not using it, you're missing a great opportunity. In order that they may provide for daily necessities, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order that they may Provide for daily necessities and live, not live, I'm sorry, not live unproductive lives. Are you living a productive life? Proverbs 1 5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Who are you learning from? Who are you taking advice from? Who knows the business? It's one of the books I'm going to write in the near future, probably a couple of years down the road, The Big Secret. How do we keep the car business such a big secret? Why is it that there's a tremendous loss in value, but we never think about it? Why is it that we don't mind signing a contract that's 60, 72, 84 months? How does that secret surround the business and keep it that away, how does the secret of all the money they make in putting fear in your in your life? oh your car's not going to last uh your car's not worth nothing you don't want it, nobody else wants it. I had that situation about six months ago. A lady brought me her car offered ten thousand dollars for it. She went to a dealership was going to trade it in offered for four thousand and the price was too high. They she got a price on the internet. Oh well, that was a different car. Well, the event numbers match. Well, that you know y'all gave me this price. Oh well, that car sold. Well, you know then she worked and she found something similar to it and they got the price okay. But they still wanted to make six thousand on a trade. Well, they were overcoming that. She said okay. Now you're gonna honor this price. This is the car I want. They said yeah. She said, Well, all right, I'll be back. Where are you going, lady? They do not want you to leave. Not at all. That salesman liable to get fired if you leave. The sales manager will come down on him, the used car manager, especially used car manager. He wanted to make that six thousand. Said, I'm gonna sell my car to Randy Adams. What? Don't sell your car to Randy Adams. We want your car. No, you don't. You offered me four thousand. He's offered uh ten. And they said, well, what if we give you 10? Will you buy her a car? She said, no. They said, why not? She said, Randy's told me he's going to make money on it, so I want 10-5 to y'all. After a battle, she finally got to 10-5. She called me wanting to thank me. She sent me a gift card uh, for helping her because she needed that help Friend of mine that worked for me, his mother, he wasn't working for me at the time. He was doing something else. Called me, he said, My mother's got this Tacoma. She's bought four Toyotas from this Toyota dealership. And she's going in there and she's going to trade her car in. She's getting a small car. She don't want a truck no more. She had a great Tacoma with 70 something thousand miles. He said, What's it worth? I said, I'll give 17.5. When she went into the dealership, they wanted to give her 11,000. This is a dealership she'd already bought four cars from. This is a dealership that's taken advantage of her. This is a dealership that made her furious. And she finally got out, she ends up selling the car to her neighbor. He's looking for that truck he don't blame he knows how she's taking care of it. And she bought the Toyota. we got her Toyota somewhere else. But see, that's the key they're gonna take advantage of it any way they can. And there's so many different avenues of making money in the car business. You got add-ons, you got that contract that you don't look at it close enough. You know, and if you got bad credit you're gonna have to pay more interest. That's just part of the of life, that's just part of the game. Now there is a difference between fifteen percent and twenty six point seven. There is a big difference. You know but how much interest is there? A gentleman called me the other day, and he said I made a mistake. I know it. I bought a car, a new car, and he had a fifty thousand mile car. Like he bought, he liked it so well. But they convinced him you're gonna have to spend money. You're gonna put brakes on it. Brakes are two two fifty. Oh, and he didn't need it. He probably the way he drives, it could go another fifty to seventy thousand miles. You have to put tires on it. You're gonna have to do this. You're gonna have to do that. So what did he do? He bought a new one, and they they got his trade right. He hadn't been listening to my show but a week or two, and he realized he finally looked at his contract after he'd been listening to my show, and he's paying nine percent interest, and his credit score was eight twenty. I told him, I said, go get you one point nine. We've several places of finance you. So he said, "Well, what about my extended warning? They charged him fifty-five hundred for extended warning. The car had a warranty on it already." I said, "Go cancel that." Well, I bought GAP. I said, "You don't need GAP. Your car, your your other trade-in was paid for, and so you had a, quite a bit down. Don't pay that anyway." We got the deal restructured, and he's a lot better off than he was before. And he told me, he said, I wish I'd listened to you before I went down there, before I bought this unit, before I went to get it serviced. See, you know, there's add-ons, uh, dealer prep. Dealer prep, you got it ready anyway to sell, and you want to charge me six, $700 for dealer prep? Don't pay it. I had a buddy of mine, found the perfect truck, wanted it. He said, Randy. He said, this is a pretty good price. It ain't the best in the world. I know it. But they want to charge me $600 and something for dealer prep. I said, don't pay it. Tell them you're walking. You're not going to pay it. And then he got to look at the contract. There were some other issues in it. And he got it all straight, saved him a lot of money, saved him over 600 on that. Plus, there were some other little odds and ends that he needed to get off of. So, you know, We don't look at that contract close enough. We don't look at the price close enough. And I had a caller the other day on a radio station, one of my other shows, and he said that they wouldn't give him a price. He kept emailing them, and they said, no, come on in. Remember what I talk about, home field advantage. Come on over to my place. Come on, get on my territory. Come on in there when I get my team on you. Let me have my managers and all my the closers and all this other. Let me give you some free cookies and soda and popcorn and fruit, so you you know you feel like you owe me something. Let give me a chance to make friends with you and put my system on you, put my sales pitch on you. I want you in a home field advantage. I don't give you a price because you're going to shop my price. You know, come on in here and let me sell you. I got a deal for you. I'm going to take care of you. I want to be your friend for life because I want to sell you the next 10 cars you buy. That's the key. Give us a call here at 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. And I hope you got pen and paper. My mobile number, you can give me a call, is 830-708-4789. That's 830 830- 708-4789. So they want you in on their territory. And hey, they liable to lose your keys on your trade. So you need to know what your trade. Go to learn to buy and dot com and and uh, describe your car to me or call me on my mobile, eight three oh seven oh eight four seven eight nine. Call me on my mobile, find out what your trade's worth, let me buy it. Or, you know, if they very few they give them a stake. Now you got to watch out because they'll foursquare you. And we've gone through foursquare, and I'll run through it again because it's very important. It's something they used forty years ago, and it's so successful they use it today. And that is, gentleman was shopping his trying to do a deal, and they want he has a two thousand dollar car. Well, he got to the dealership, he owed five, and they gave him seven thousand trade in. Oh, he was so excited, man. I beat this dealership. I got 7000 for my car and everybody else. Well, the problem is he gave 10000 for the other one too much. They put extra months on the, on the payments, and the interest rate was a lot higher than he should. add had good credit, but he was convinced they sold him on giving too much for his trade. They made a lot of money. They put add-ons. They, you know, it just left and right. Tommy walked out of the, the store. And that five thousand was added on. This guy's twenty, twenty-five thousand upside down. But he had good credit, so they got him financed. What a great deal! I beat him. You didn't beat him. How do you beat professionals? Can you beat the Dallas Cowboys? Can you beat the Astros? You're going against a professional team, well trained, well all, well organized. And you think you're gonna be that's about like you going to Vegas. Oh, I went out to Vegas. I used to have a guy work for me and he'd come back and he said, Man, I won ten thousand in Vegas. I won twenty thousand in Vegas. And back when I hadn't been to Vegas in I don't know, thirty years I guess now. So we went out there with him and he he won ten thousand. But when you put in twenty or thirty thousand in those machines, you're gonna get ten thousand back. That's the hook. To get you back in. Well, the hook in the car business is that shiny new car. And we're your friend. And we're going to take care of you. And we're going to tell you whatever it takes to sell you. We're going to tell you whatever we take to sell you what we want to sell, 85%. And we're going to tell you whatever. Oh, you... You don't want your car no more? It's going to be a hard sell. You know, you got the best life out of it, and, and, and it's going to be hard to sell. And, but we'll, we'll take, take it off your hands, you know. We'll, we'll be good to you, you know. And uh, don't, You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fix nothing. And you want to trade it to us instead of selling it on you. You know, if you sell it to somebody you know, they may you know complain about it or hurt your relationship. But trade it to us, and we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Or kick the trade. They're back to doing that, folks, kicking the trade. Lady goes in to a dealership, owes way too much money. No problem. How can my payment be the same? Amazing. They took care of me. But then she found out. They didn't pay her car off. It got repoed and destroyed her credit. Oh, kick the trade. You know, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of you. And your payment's only going to be this, you know, and that. Well, your credit's still good. And so they got her financed. And she got her a new car. And the old car went away. And what happened is they put it in the back. So then they call the lender about two months later when you're two months behind and say, hey, uh, we repoed the car. We need 500 So they pick up another 500 letting somebody repo your car. And your credit goes south. Your name goes south. And you had decent credit before. But, oh, no. You don't think that happens every day in this town. Every day. got to watch out who you're doing business with. Guy used to work for me. It happened to him, and he couldn't buy nothing, do nothing couldn't. He had a tough time renting apartment apartment because his credit score went down so bad it took him years to build it back up. So you gotta watch out what's there's lots of games in this business. You don't realize the big secret is keeping all of it enclosed, uh, unknown. And people think, oh, they're my friends. I got me a new car. They've got peanuts and popcorn and soda and coffee and bananas. Oh, man, I go in there and sit at their little cafe and eat all I want free. Well, that's sticker shock. They want you sugared up. So when you walk in there, you got that sugar rush and you feel good and Oh man, it cost how much? We used to fix cars for hundreds. Now it's thousands. We used to fix diesels for three, four, five hundred. Now it's thousands. I had a turbo go out on one of my haul trucks the other day. Thousands. I understand, you know, but you know, I'm almost to the point where I don't, I'm not sure I want a diesel anymore. You know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But when they do break, oh, Bubba, hold on, because your pocketbook is going to get drained. Just like when you walk into a dealership. You ever feel like your pocketbook got drained? Hey, I was in a dealership, and I talked about this about six, seven months ago. And they were telling the salesman, go out and get some more cash. So the salesman, he trots out there just like he's told, and he's going to try to get more cash. And the other, one manager asked the other, what kind of profit you got on? Oh, we got about five grand made. And, well, let's see if we can't get another 500 or 1,000. They already got five grand made, and they wanted more. It, when's enough? What's enough? And that poor salesperson is trained to go do that. He is demanded to go do that. And that's why I feel sorry for Salesmen, because the owners and the managers force them to get every available dollar. Tell them everything they're gonna be. And it's tough being a Christian going out there. And if you know the difference, you're doing the wrong thing. If you know what's right and wrong, and you're doing it wrong, what? How's that fall in in your life? When do you wake up? When do you understand what's going on? Their truth can be in the car business, but there are very few people, very few people that will tell you the truth. Very few people that really care about you. They care about their God, money, profit, numbers. we got to outsell everybody. we got to outbrag everybody. I I found a scripture this morning that I'm probably going to write about. Don't slander, your brothers. You ought to hear the salesman talk about customers. Slander, making fun. I'm telling you. And judging, they look at what you drive up in, they may not talk to you. And the license plates on the back where you bought it, they knew you are buried. You owe too much money. Judging, they judge you, they make fun of you. I, I feel sorry for people with bad credit. I want to know what caused it. How can I help? How can I educate them? How can I be a friend, a mentor to them? You know, are we helping people? Are we restoring relationships? Are we destroying our own relationships? by the greed, the pride, the selfishness in our lives. God bless you. I hope you had a, a good weekend. I hope that you get a chance to go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Both sides of it, buying, selling. Uh, give me a call, 830-708-4789. God bless you. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference. Go to learn to buy and sell and go to feedback and tell me if you like it or don't like our show. God bless you.